whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. surprise here we are again so soon i know this is only the next day i know we've never done this we've never had reason to do this right but we've never recorded two episodes back to back and like, i think we did put once. them out i mean right we did it when we, we had, very first started when we, when we thought, thought we'd be really like cool and like record episodes ahead of time we're like oh we'll always have a few episodes yeah We'll be so planned out and organized. And you have new earrings. I do. I don't oh. think I'm going to leave. Chip wanted me to leave them in all the time. I don't think I'm going to. This, they look—they feel like something I'd put in to go out or something. Oh. I was just trying them out. I got them for Mother's Day. I pajamas. Thanks. <laughs> I changed my nose ring because it felt too, like, this. Was, was your nose ring a hoop My hoop before. Okay. before yeah, I got them for Mother's Day from my sister-in-law. Oh, that's sweet. They look like little ovaries to me in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> do you see it? Yeah. How I did totally I say do. that? Don't think that's what she was going for, but... <laughs> I feel like we'll have to take a picture of these earrings now. Yeah, little ovary earrings. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Look at all the little eggs in there. They, like, make me feel, like, <laughs> thankful that I still have both my ovaries. They said you can only wear one earring. <laughs> it's true. So, they're my ovary earrings from the time I lost my two, but I kept my ovaries. <laughs> anyway. Oh, great. Glad we discussed that. Yep. Um, so, last episode. We talked about, talked about your surgery. experience and surgery. and. So, that happened on May 2nd, and it is now yes. May 22nd. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that was... Like, three weeks ago. Three weeks tomorrow mm-hmm. and then coming home so I was at the hospital with you all night Saturday night and into Sunday came home and slept for a few hours got up with my family fed your family dinner that night which when she says fed my family dinner we had an amazing yes church I mean I warmed things up <laughs> right they immediately when they found out that we were both gone at the hospital put in a giant Costco instacart order to have delivered to our house of massive with amounts of chicken and snacks and potatoes and snacks and fruit so and I just heated that, that all up for our families those peaches. I gave you all the peaches. Give me all of them. I they did. were really thank you. They were. Oh, I'm glad. That was like one of the only things I, did I could eat the first couple of days. I knew you had said you didn't have much fruit, and so I'm like, well, I'll just give Dave it. It was all literally peaches. those first couple of days when I was really struggling with what to eat. It was one of the great. Best things. So thank you. I'm for glad. That. Mm-hmm. Um. So you warmed up dinner for my family. Fed your family. That's when I was sleeping yep. through all of the party that I was missing out on. Yep. And then we all went to bed that night. While I woke up to write my Facebook post. (laughs) And we got woken up at like 11 or 12 with victim number one. Arrow was throwing out. And we knew this stomach bug had been going around because the week 
before Danny went into the hospital, like leading up to Danny going Remember, to the hospital. Remember, Brinley was throwing up all night the night before. Yes. But so, my two of my other kids had also had it earlier that week. So I knew it was like possible. Like it wasn't. And our kids had been around each other yes. and we. But it did feel a little like, oh. Like on that Friday night before Brinley threw up all night, we did movie night normally because it had been a few days yes. since any of my kids mm-hmm. puked. So Brinley was like with all of your yes. kids right yeah. before she started barfing. Yes. So he threw up. Thankfully, he only threw up once. One time. Where my kids had all had it like really bad, mm-hmm. like every 20 minutes for yes. hours. So, so we but actually you did, didn't know how it was going to How bad go. it was going to be. And I think Ruben was up a lot that night too. And then the next, so I hadn't really slept great to recover from not sleeping the night before. But then the next night, a new kid was throwing up. There was one every night. <laughs> Either night or day. Because Sayla was more in the daytime on Wednesday. It was like evening, but yeah. yeah. So then the next day, another kid. But so Sayla night. was also sick longer and worse, right? No, Sayla wasn't. Okay. She was a one-timer also. She was a one-timer also. also. Yeah. So the next night, I think it was Ruben who threw up. Twice in the evening. It wasn't. It was more than twice, but it was like... Oh, I thought it was only a couple of times. No, he was. he threw up for probably like it was that kind where he's like hasn't have anything left oh he was just going for yeah. a few hours gotcha um and so but he, he ended up sleeping the second half of the night yes like you were able to lay him down and he ended up sleeping yep. so that was the next night and then the next night was one of our bad kids who was throwing up all night we had like half of our kids it was like a couple of times of throwing up not super big deal, but then the other half of our kids were like the super horrible extreme of like throwing up every 15 minutes for 12 hours. <laughs> so it was a very like. So pause while this is happening in Abby's week. Mm-hmm. I wrote my Facebook post on Monday. Monday early morning, yeah. went back to sleep and woke up Monday morning to a baby who had croup because your family the week before when Danny's family all had the stomach flu we all had croup your your two (laughs) little kids kids, your three little kids kids, yes all had croup so we just like swapped illnesses Illnesses. (laughs) so he was like sounding really horrible and I don't think at that point he had a fever yet. He just was really clingy and, like, wanting to nurse extra. I couldn't... I wasn't able to be, like, picking him up at all because right. I just had surgery. Right. So, literally, every time he needed anything, I had to have somebody else go get him and, like, nurse him and then have somebody else do... Right. Like, put him back or whatever. So, that started on... Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. But it, like... It, the first couple days, I knew he didn't feel well. And he was, like, cranky and mm-hmm. wanting to nurse. But it was, like, going okay. I feel like I had fluids from the hospital. I feel like I had milk. I feel like really Monday and Tuesday, I had a friend coming over and, like, doing a lot of massage and body work on me. I I felt like those days, I felt like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like, I don't have a lot of energy, but yeah, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday night that... My, my in-laws came over that night to finally see me because they had tried to come over again, I think, on Monday night, and I was in bed or something. It happened, like, twice, and I was like, I really want to see them, though. Yeah. So um, we came over Wednesday night, and while they were there, I was realizing, like, Paxson's getting a fever, and he's not doing 
well, I think the night before he'd been up, we'd been starting to do, Tuesday night we started to do yes. steam showers mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, like, where, again, I still can't even, like, lift him, so I'm, like, having to walk into the bathroom, sit there, because he doesn't want Chip, mm-hmm. so Chip would, like, hand him to me while I'm sitting on the toilet, which even just holding him there was, like... Hard, yeah. ...wearing me out. So by Wednesday night, I'm, like, he was getting bad again, and he was getting a fever, and I was, like, can't... We need to take him somewhere, but by this point, it was already 10.30, and the urgent care we like to go to closes at 11. So I was able to call our family doctor and talk to him, and he called in a prescription for a steroid. We started that night. Um, So that was, like, the point that we were getting with our one sick kid. Mm -hmm. We weren't dealing with the stomach flu anymore, thankfully. You were dealing with the stomach flu. So we still weren't, like... Seeing each other or able to hang out. What was it? Which was it just Tuesday that I finally, I think it was Tuesday that you walked over. I walked over to Abby's and like collapsed, fell on her bed <laughs> sobbing because we had not had any chance to really even talk to each other about what had happened and see each other. Yeah. I think it had sunk in for both of us like the amount of blood I lost and the mm-hmm. blood transfusion and how serious it was like we were in shock. And at we the were just on adrenaline just, of like. Yeah pushing through and and still on adrenaline from like okay now we're back home and now our kids are all sick and we're trying to yeah yeah sleep schedules are weird and so we had a massive like emotional breakdown moment of which (laughs) actually helped me a ton feel like getting that out of my system was good for me um as this is all happening thursday night my parents were planning to come to town. From Michigan. From Michigan. Yeah. They were flying in because on Saturday was my grandpa's memorial service. He died back in January, but we had they had postponed doing any memorial right. service dinner type thing for him. So on Thursday, I... I'd been trying to drink a gallon of different fluids every day. Mm-hmm. And trying to eat like bone broth soups and eat a lot of spinach and taking mm-hmm. all these supplements, and I just was still feeling really horrible. I went to the to surgeon follow mm-hmm. to follow up on Thursday, and he was kind of like, "Well, you're probably still really anemic, and I can try to get you an iron transfusion, or we could try to do another blood transfusion. You'd have to go to the ER for those." He was like, let me just make some phone calls and see if I can try to get you in at another, mm-hmm. like, at a place where they'll just do the iron infusion. But he called places, and one just didn't do iron infusions on Thursdays at all and didn't have an opening for me until the next week. The other one requires that they do a consult and then set up mm-hmm. an iron infusion for later. So they said that yep. the earliest I would get one would be the Tuesday the following week. He's like, honestly... You just keep like taking the things you're taking and eat a bunch of spinach like that's gonna be good iron for you as well yeah um but he's like you might want to consider getting fluids also so we set up the at home and iv i and did come to your house yes i night. did it i did it that night uh-huh. and felt a lot better after that my parents got into town originally we were gonna have them like, stay in our bedroom, and we were going to... And your sister's family was supposed to stay with me. Yes, but, but... you were, like, all your kids were throwing up. and Yeah. So my parents ended up staying with my in-laws and my sister on Saturday, and I ended up staying with my sister-in-law. So it worked out fine. They both live close. But, um... 
Friday, I felt a lot better after having the IV and my parents mm-hmm. were around. I still rested like the whole day, but I was feeling pretty good about things. Yeah. And Thursday night was the night, the worst night for us with the stomach things. We had two kids that night, both who were like throwing up every 10 to 15 minutes through the whole night and were just... Thursday night actually ended up being the worst night for us with the croup too. Yes, yes it was. That night, we... Even though he had ha- he had the steroid, we gave it to him Wednesday night and we gave it to him Thursday night, but... He was a lot worse that night. He was a lot worse. You oh, had- wait. Maybe it was Friday night. He was a lot worse. I don't remember. One of the nights, we thought he was getting better and then he was, like, not getting better. Yeah. So you had, like, our midwife bring over a pulse ox so you can, like, check... His oxygen levels and they were doing okay. He was just kind of he was getting scared because he couldn't breathe and that was making him cry really hard which was making him not breathe even yeah. more and he wasn't there was nothing that we were able to be doing that was calming him down so i was up really late that night um but we finally got him so chip ended up like falling asleep on the couch with him and i don't know we made it through that night somehow and gave him more steroids again even though we thought we weren't gonna have to give him more but we did and Somehow, by Saturday, I felt really terrible again, but I really wanted to go to my grandpa's memorial dinner, so I set up another IV for that afternoon and barely made it to the dinner. Mm-hmm. It was like, I felt really, really awful the whole time. And we're getting ready on Sunday to leave to a resort that we go to every year with my whole family because... Since like they, in town, like a staycation. Yes, it, it's staycation for us because we're in town everybody else comes from out of town to come to it and they were all coming from out of town for my grandpa's memorial service on saturday some as far as from like indiana my parents from michigan so we just decided well while everybody's already here we'll we usually do this in the summer but and this this, was decided like months and months ago right like and the plans were made a long time ago just happened to fall into this time frame yes so it was kind of like, should you be going? But it felt like I had to... They couldn't leave me home by myself with Paxton. Mm-hmm. So I had to have help with Pax at this point still. Yes. But they couldn't take Paxton and leave me home by myself. Because right. he like needed to nurse and he was sick and right. wanted only me. I mean, they could have done that. It would have been miserable. Chip would have not been able to help with our kids at all because mm-hmm. he would have 100% of his time would have been with Paxton. So it was kind of like, if we can just get me there, then I can be in bed there as well as I can be in bed at my own house. Yeah. And my parents and sisters were taking care of all the food, figuring out all of that. But it was still a little bit crazy trying to get packed for it. And Chip had to work at this time. Like, he only... He took off Sunday and Monday. And he had Tuesday off. He had Tuesday off. And he went back to work Wednesday. Wednesday, he did a half day. Mm. He didn't work as long as normal. And then he worked Thursday, had Friday off, and worked Saturday up until the... Memorial service. Memorial dinner. My parents were around helping with the kids. And then worked all day Sunday, where my parents were also still doing some things with, like, that day, my aunt and uncle had rented a plane and were, like, scattering my grandma and grandpa's ashes that my, my dad needed to, like, be at that. And mm. my mom helped figure out lunch for everybody at my house. 
after that. And then they all went to go check in. So I was with my kids trying to like facilitate packing. Right. And then Chip came home and had a couple more hours of getting things packed and loaded. And we got there in time for dinner. And then Monday, I still was so exhausted that the big event for me that day was walking like next door to my sister's room and sitting on her couch for a couple of hours and talking to her. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like walked back to my room and took like another three hour nap. It was still very much like I was sleeping a lot. And mm-hmm. the thought of even like going out to the pool that day was like, there's, I can't, I can't walk that far. And then also Monday night was when a friend of ours who you had agreed to be her doula a while ago had that was Monday night yes, that her, her water she broke. called and let us know her water broke and obviously this was like t- it was it was over like over two and a half like two and a half weeks before early. her due date yeah so, so it was very we, like not we like it was like in the it's like really like I feel like with doula birth work it's like there's like a 36 week year like they come into your radar as like oh yes. they could have their baby safely at this point but right but it and still then like doesn't 38 weeks is when it starts to be a little bit more like oh like they're 38 weeks now I need to make sure that and then by like 39 weeks you're more like checking your phone and yes so like I wasn't on the memo- we so knew it was possible she's in we, that like between 36 and 38 weeks where it's like well, that- yes, we knew like we had re- had to reschedule one of like our prenatal appointments with her, so like right. I was supposed to do that on the Friday. No, it was on the Monday. I was, after that was surgery. coming up. Oh right. Yes, but yeah. Yes. Anyway, so her water broke, so she was She's- letting us know that, and obviously Danny was not. It couldn't even get to the pool <laughs> to go to. Couldn't. Dr- I hadn't driven myself anywhere like it was not I feel like it was really cool how God worked it out because my last kid to be sick was like Friday morning so it had been a few days since our family and I'd gone through all of our kids right so it felt like comfortable enough Saturday Sunday and to Monday night yes and at that point she wasn't even needing help yet she was gonna go to bed so so. we thought we'd get called in the middle of the night Monday night but didn't she ended up right so Monday night I got a terrible, terrible night of sleep because I'd had like a really long nap all afternoon and then I was like so antsy checking my phone like every time that I would wake up, which normally I don't wake up that much. Right. But normally if I do wake up, I just turn over and go back to sleep. But I would like check my phone. Wondering if she was, yeah. Think like any minute I'm going to hear something, even though I'm not going, I'm still like super invested in like what's happening. So. So then. It ended up being not until, like... She, like, went and got checked on... Oh, she went... She was trying to go and have them check on things, but then... Anyway, she ended up being home and laboring throughout the day on Tuesday and ended up going in Tuesday evening. She didn't call me to need to come until, like, dinner time Tuesday evening, so then I... By that point, you had felt like you'd gotten a few nights of right, normal and I felt like it was far enough from like sickness, sickness that it didn't feel yeah, bad. yeah. So that was good, and I was with her for that on Tuesday night, and then she also had her baby really quickly after you got there. Yes. So when you say you were with her Tuesday night, you weren't like I was. You were home by like midnight, right? I think it's like twelve thirty or one, but yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like yeah, you were up all night. Yes. So. That was another gracious gift. Um, and then you got back from your trip 
your staycation Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Thought- Each day, I was getting more and more, like, I was getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Like, like visibly better and better every day. To where t- Monday, I could hardly go to my sister's room. By Tuesday morning, I went to the pool for, like, 45 minutes. I still had to have Chip carry packs in in my water. Like, I could just walk there. Yeah. Um, and then by, like, Wednesday, I went to the pool, like... I think in the morning and the afternoon and was going up to my mom's room, like walking several places around, feeling a lot better. And then Thursday I got home and in the afternoon, our kids played all afternoon. Mm -hmm. We had dinner together. My parents still needed to go back down to my aunt's and uh, figure some stuff out of my grandpa's that they needed to go through. And, um, Chip was working Thursday night. And we were getting ready Thursday to leave Friday morning to go, which another thing we had planned was for our family to leave to go up a couple hours north to Melissa. They've been staying at a cabin up there, so we were going to visit them for like a long weekend. And so we were like packing and getting ready, and we left Friday morning to go up there and spend... So we really wanted to see each other on Thursday. Our kids wanted to see each other because also my five oldest kids on Friday, we were getting them ready to leave because Saturday morning they flew to Michigan with my parents, which was also something that was already planned for them to go to because my parents needed to be here at the beginning of the month for my grandpa's memorial service. And then they needed to be here at the end of the month for my nephew down in Tucson is graduating high school. So, but they really wanted to go back in between Mm -hmm. because they help, um, just do things with my grandpa back there and wanted to check on things. They're doing renovations on their house and trying to plant their garden and just had a lot to do. So they were like, oh, we'll take your five kids with us. They'll be helpful to do some things. And so Friday was spent like we had gotten back and unloaded everything from being gone. Yeah. All week, but also needed to get laundry done done for your kids to be able to leave and packed up and that was a lot it was a lot i was super worn out after they left on saturday it was also really hard for me to leave you on friday because it just felt like i hadn't even really gotten to like spend time with you or see you because i was gone all that time right and then because obviously, and we when were we sick. made these plans, well, we didn't know. When any your of kids this. were sick and stuff, we didn't just like resume hanging right. out how we normally would have because A, we weren't sleeping, and B, we didn't want to keep like passing. Only things. three of my kids had gotten sick, and so I had six right. kids who hadn't, and they we were going to be gone, and we right. were, then they were going to yeah. be leaving. So we were trying to really keep my kids from getting the more stomach flu. Yeah. So. But it just felt like a horrible, hard time to, like, leave Chip you. was working. Chip was working. All of your big helper kids were leaving. And I'm, I'm leaving to go get... <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text and got really distracted. <laughs> She's leaving to go hang out with, with our, our friends friend not here. Who you also had had a plan, a trip to go yes. visit them at the cabin a few weeks before. The, the Wednesday night that I was thinking I was miscarrying the first time was guys, the night that we were supposed to have been like leaving right then to right. go but up there because but my your kids, kids had gotten the stomach flu so. so it felt like you already had to cancel that trip to like go hang out with them and now I'm going to hang out with them and you didn't get to and I'm like leaving you with like all your little kids and chips working and 
it just felt like a really I was like Tim when we were getting ready to like pack up to leave he was like this is like the most unprepared you've ever been for a trip because keep him out there we're recording um so I was very like it's like subconsciously I was like you weren't gonna go we're not actually going so he was just well, very I feel like surprised. there was a lot that happened, too, between... He wasn't saying that as a criticism. He was just more so saying, like, this is just weird. It's not like you to be, like... I remember sitting at your house on Friday night... Or Thursday, Thursday night. night and being, like... They're not ready at all. I was... You were being so, like... Hmm. Whatever. Well, I don't know. Got this stuff. It's fine. I'm like, this is like not how I pack. A hundred percent different. I'm like have all normally my lists, everything all is my like things. packed like three days ahead of time. Yes, yeah. And she's like, I've got all my bins and everything's ready to go. Yeah, and we just no, need to pop those in the car. And she's like, Where's the pack and play? Find just, that, let's Tim. Make sure we have. That's a your job. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I was, I was having a hard time too. Friday morning leaving and yes, just feeling we both like were like we knew it was what. You needed it. Yeah, it felt like what? I couldn't. Felt like you, it wasn't the right thing to cancel. It's the same feeling I felt about going to the resort with my whole family. Of yeah. like, I can't like tell my whole family like, well, I need to stay home. Right. But yeah. So it was fine. It was a. Uh, Ruben didn't sleep any of the three nights we were there. He was up a ton. He was having a really hard time, and we did a lot of physical moving. <laughs> Which you had been doing really great at, like, taking walks and everything until all the sickness and you being up all night in surgeries and births and everything has happened. So it's, like, now been two full weeks of really you not doing much at all, which is hard to, like, go then jump straight back into, like, hiking. Yeah. And my heart rate was being really... I have sometimes issues with... A really fast heart rate during pregnancy, and it was being really crazy, and I knew it was, like, from lack of sleep and just being exhausted. And And the elevation doesn't help. Yes. I was feeling, like, it was really hard to breathe being up there in the elevation, and anyway, so it was just a a couple of really fun but exhausting days, Um, and then we got home on Monday. Monday afternoon and did dinner with you. You had... You shared your meal that someone dropped off for you guys with us. Everything was feeling like... Okay. <sighs> like you were home I and can we sleep had this tonight. meal and we're going to like <laughs> sleep and I'm feeling like a little bit... Well, I actually was really feeling horrible Monday. I went to church Sunday yes, night. Which good. I felt like... I Chip worked all day Sunday and I was with my little kids and I tried right. to rest all morning but I also... I got them all ready for church, and by the time I got them all ready for church, I felt like, oh, we shouldn't go to church, but it felt like, yeah. well, we're all ready to go to church, and so we went to church, and by the time I got home, I was really exhausted, and Monday, I woke up feeling really exhausted, but I felt like by Monday night, like... Yes, after we did dinner together, it was just kind of like, all right, we're going to unpack my stuff from being gone, and we're starting our week fresh, and we have, like, meals... For you being delivered, and it just felt like, okay, okay. I, like, made my list of, like, our what we were going to do for school. <laughs> so just for, like, a, the record, because I feel like this has been really confusing, probably, for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Right now is Saturday, and this is the, like, just this past Monday. Yes. Like, just this, 
we're five we're like ago. up. We've gotten up to this week. Yes. This week, Monday. Yeah. Abby got home. Yeah. I was at that point two weeks. Post-op. Post-op. Right. So. Yep. So Monday night, went to sleep like normal, and I hadn't slept hardly all the night before, so it was a very, like, I passed out. <laughs> um, Chip and I watched a movie that night and went to bed at, like, 12.30. Okay, so I feel like we need to preface the history of this. <laughs> right. Because. This is also where this gets a little. So for the last Four, I think around four years. Did you ever have any during Cal? No, I don't think so. But you did Arrow. And before my pregnancy with Arrow. Before your pregnancy. So I think it was around four years. Maybe five. I've had these. It's probably not five because Cal's five. Right. Yeah. Four years. I know it was in 2017. So that's four years. Four years. Good. Four years. Okay. I've had these episodes or attacks or whatever. We don't even know what to call what they them, are, but, they're but they're these, a thing. They're a thing that happens, not very often, but I would say three-ish times a year is probably over the last four years how often they come. Maybe only two some of the years. Yeah. And it's where it only happens in the middle of the night. I get woken up by a very specific pain in my, like, middle of my stomach, in, my, in like, the middle of my right, abdomen. Right, like, where your stomach is. Yes. Yeah. That has, um, is like very, very, very excruciatingly painful. And it leads to like diarrhea, vomiting, like mostly because of how bad it hurts. Like that's like, and it, it started off like four years ago, only lasting like three or four hours. But since over the years, every time it gets worse and worse and longer and longer. And I hadn't had any of these episodes or attacks since August of last year. So it had been like nine months since I've had any of them. But that in August, I had three that month. And again, they only happen at night, but now they're up to like. So in August, when that happened, you went to a GI doctor. Yes, that's another problem. I've tried to go to like the ER during these attacks a couple times, and I've tried to see a doctor about it. The problem is that every. Usually, you're going more towards the end of it. Yeah, I've gone to the ER a couple times, but I'm like already at the close to the end. That any test they do, I I like am already feeling better, and so they can't really see anything. Um, They're checking like gallbladder. Yes. There's been like thrown out like maybe your pancreas, but really even with those, I feel like you need to see it when you're having the pain. And really, where your pain is, it's like. It could be. It could be, but it's not, like, as far yes. over as what you would expect. It's, like, more yes. central than... And I have the I have these episodes while I'm pregnant sometimes, but also while I'm not pregnant. It's not due to just pregnancy. Right. Um, so, in August, I went and saw a GI doctor. I wasn't pregnant at that time. He was ran a bunch of, like, labs and had scheduled tests to do, but then I got pregnant, so we couldn't do those tests, because that's also part of the problem is... There's not a wide space of time that... Between pregnancies. Between between pregnancies, but also, like, because there are these, like, chunks of time where I just don't have any, it kind of feels like, well, maybe that's all Maybe they're done. Maybe they're fine. Yes. The further you get from having one... It feels, like, not motivating to, like, go see a doctor when I'm like, nine months ago I had this, you know, it just feels... Yes. So I, um... Hadn't I'd been wondering, and I thought about it we when actually, we were at the hospital. We actually talked about it sometime recently too. Do you remember that? 
I think so. But like, I remember. Don't even say it. I remember like, thinking at the hospital, like with Daniel, like, oh, I think. I, at the good hospital. Is, yes, like this is. I probably need to come here when I have my next attack. Like this is probably a good place to come. And I remember thinking that, and then thinking like, but I'm not gonna. Have one. Why am I even thinking that? I'm not gonna have one. So. Anyway, that's what happens. The attacks in August were up to like 10 to 12 hours long. And and when you're vomiting and diarrheaing so much, you're like losing everything in your body that makes you like also. And then the pain on top of that, you're like getting really lightheaded. Like you feel like yes. you're going to like pass out and die. It's, I it's mean, like you feel the doom feeling of like, I'm not sure I'm going to like make it through this is like very real. And I'm not that type of person who right. feels like I'm going to die for things like it just not yeah that's not really usually my like immediate thought so but during these attacks I especially the ones in August I was very like getting scary like I might not this might not go like, well like Tim better be ready to call 911 and yes. have me hauled away in an ambulance yes cause... yes and there's always a point where it feels like should we go to the hospital but I'd rather just be doing this at home like I'd rather just well the earlier time when you could really easily make it to the hospital is the time where you have had a few times where they you feel the pain starting but then it ends up going away mm-hmm. and so you're always hopeful that that's what's going to happen and it's not yes. going to progress so that's like the time that it would be the the easiest to get there but that's also the time that you're like mentally being like maybe it'll just be fine Mm -hmm. like maybe and i don't want to just go to the hospital and be like actually i'm fine now can i leave right exactly yeah so totally makes sense but also makes it hard because by the time you realize like oh no this has progressed it's like now you don't want to like yeah it's like birth like you can't there's a point where it's just too late and you should have gone but you thought it was a false alarm and that just happens to me a lot yeah so anyway, Monday night, go to sleep. I get woken up at three o'clock in the morning and it's like immediately bad. I feel the pain. I know what's going on. And I'm like, oh no, like, are you kidding me? So I like try to go to the bathroom and I'm like, I'm just going to get right in the bath and I'm maybe it'll like help it a little bit. And I get in the bath and it's like escalating way quicker than it normally does. The pain normally it kind of builds as the time goes on um but this was you felt like the pain was like really bad already and so um i like got out of the bath and And you had already had that like premonition whatever like at the hospital like this is where i'm supposed to go so and i was praying when i was in the bath like am i just supposed to go like is this god's way of being like i haven't started the vomiting and diarrhea for you so you can go and i'm giving you the pain bad enough that you know this is what's going on and so it felt very much like i need to go and so i then I got out of the bath and then I started having really strong contractions like every five minutes that were like equal to how bad the pain hurt. Like they were strong and low and in my lower back, I could like feel them in my cervix. And then I started to get really nervous because I'm like, I've never had one of these attacks being 28 weeks pregnant. Right. I think normally there was like 19 weeks Mm -hmm. or not pregnant. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is obviously doing a GI issue. Like, so is it causing me to also go into preterm labor? And so I just was like, this is not like I need to go. And I like woke Tim up and normally Tim is the one who's like maybe I should take you to the hospital I'm like no I'm not going and I like woke him up and was like I need to go to the hospital like I need to and he was like oh like because he knows I just never Mm -hmm. am the one to say we should go to the hospital 
And so he had tried calling you and Chip and he couldn't get a hold of they don't sleep with their phones and they have them on silent and they don't wake up easily and <laughs> so Tim's just kind of standing there and I'm like and going to bed, like, I had just been with you. Like, yes. you weren't even, like, I'm feeling off no, or anything. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, it's not like I, we had were any trying warning. to be jerks of But I literally was like, ready. could I, could I drive myself? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm, like, not having clothes on from the bath. Like, on all fours, like, moaning and crying and, like, very much, like, Labory, like this is not good, and so Tim is just kind of like, "What, what do you, do, I do? What do you want me to do?" And I'm like, "You gotta figure out how to get them, like figure out how to wake them up." And he's like, "Should I go, walk over and like knock on their bedroom window?" I'm like, "No, you need to take the key and you need to just go in their house and go in their bedroom and wake them up." And I need, I need someone to take me to the hospital. And he was kind of like, "Okay, I don't want to do this at all." But I remember saying like, "I'm sorry. I know it feels awkward and uncomfortable, but you just need to get, do it." Like you, I, I can't. So at 3.30 in the morning, we get woken up by Tim in our bedroom. <laughs> Tim was Saying, nervous. Chip, Chip was going to shoot him. Chip, Danny. And Chip like jumped up and is like, and I feel like it didn't even feel weird to me, which feels like that feels weird to me that it yeah. didn't feel weird to me. But. I knew right away that I could just tell it was Tim and he was saying like Abby needs to go to the hospital and even for whatever reason it didn't I feel like I I remember specifically thinking like I wonder when Abby's gonna I feel like it's been enough time that Abby's gonna have another one of these things happen eventually and I hope she doesn't but it's never like nine months is really the longest it's gone between them so felt I know yes so um we decide he's like I'm gonna take Abby to the hospital unless you want to take her but I had been feeling so horrible on Monday after just going to church on Sunday night that I'm like and I also had no idea where in the process Abby was because all I've ever heard is that she doesn't know she needs to go until she gets to this like vomiting diarrhea stage that I'm like I don't know if I could like get her out of the car by myself if yeah. she's like actively has like it depends on that she's filling with diarrhea like I don't know what's going on here so um which she wasn't she didn't no. but I just yeah and but it also felt like we have no time to make a decision we just have to yes so Tim's like, can you just come over and stay with my kids? And it felt like then I can stay and be here for Paxton. He was like sleeping in our bed with us. So I'm like, he's going to wake up soon and need to nurse. So I went over to your house, but I'm like fully like wide awake with adrenaline now. Yes. Like, right. yeah. and I'm like in your house, like laying in your bed. Trying like, to like listen for my kids and. Knowing Ruben's probably your like. Because I just told you the night before that Ruben was literally up like not 10 times. at all. Yes. So I felt like I was kind of like, sorry, but he's going to be up a lot. Like I. Right. And there was like one bottle sitting there and I'm like, okay, this will be fine. Like I know where their bottles are and I know. Yeah. Like. So, so Tim takes me. We obviously go to the good hospital that Danny had the experience at. We pull in, and they by this time, by this time we started driving, I feel like the pain in my stomach was definitely getting less. But this is also very much there, it definitely it kind of ebbs and flows. It kind of 
not like in like a contraction length of time, but I feel like it kind of builds and builds and builds and it's super, super, super bad. And then it kind of like dies down slightly. And so I was kind of like, is it just dying down a little bit? I don't know. But by this point, the contractions were the part that I was like, oh no, this is, I need to make sure that like my baby's not coming. And so we got there and they wouldn't even... They wouldn't, they didn't even take me to the ER. They took me right up to labor and delivery, which is understandable because I said I'm having contractions. And so they hooked me up and I. They gave you fluids. They gave me fluids. Said you were dehydrated. They gave me Pepsi. Which you probably were really dehydrated because of the elevation and the hiking and the. And the being gone over the weekend. And so they gave me fluids and I still was contracting quite a bit for a few hours, but the pain was still not. You left at like three thirty, and you were home. You were home by eight. Yeah. So the contractions really, once they gave you the fluids and yes. they gave you things. But it was a couple hours to get yes. to that point yes. of it. And um, the pain never got a lot worse and kind of just died down eventually as the contractions died down. And we were like, oh, okay. So they didn't really do any like tests or anything. And it was just like, well, I'm glad that it never led to the like in super crazy vomiting, diarrhea, intense pain in that my baby was still inside. Yes. So then we got I home. feel like you I feel like instantly when you said the pain has died down a lot, but you didn't ever have the peak of it happening, I was like Okay, so sometime this week this is gonna no, like that doesn't even cross my mind. I know, and I, I know that you denial. probably can't, but I feel like that was my immediate like yeah. okay, so what night is this gonna like actually happen? Because I feel like you you even when it has gone away, I feel like typically then I know. it's like soon I don't after. like to think about any of these things because it is when I say that there is this pain, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it chips home. Yeah, he is. Okay. I know. Like, I don't know how to accurately, like, describe the level in which how bad it is hurting. Like, it's not like a, I have an, a tummy ache. Like, no, 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 I would much rather give birth on multiple occasions <laughs> than have this pain. Like, it right. is the most excruciating pain in my life that right. I've ever experienced and it, so it's not something... But I think that this has made it difficult for you to make plans of what you're going to do. Because, because you don't even like I to don't ever even think, think about that it. you would even have another one. Yes, I don't. So. It's just so horrible. And it feels like there's nothing I can do about it. Because we don't even know what it is. That I just want to pretend like it doesn't happen. And that was the last time. And right. I'll be just fine. So I'm already like... Thinking. And because we've seen no correlation in like food I eat or like there's there's no way to know if it's coming right and so it just feels like I can either live in fear every night of my life going to sleep or I can just convince myself it's never gonna happen again and but I think that this these events have gotten you to this very balanced place in between where you're finally to a place where you can admit like that it's not a bad what we've also talked about God gave you resources to make you feel more comfortable that there even is a plan that will work out because they were able to see you fairly quickly at this ER instead of like even when you leave not having pain you can't like wait for like five hours without getting to the like right yeah and you don't want to do that sitting in an ER waiting room right so yes that's why it's felt like I just would rather not do I would rather not go unless I'm like really dying but right 
by the end of a lot of them, I feel like I'm really dying, and I feel like, oh, I should have gone because I might die here on my bathroom floor. Right. Like, but then quickly after that, it feels like it starts to subside, and yeah. you're like, okay, actually, I'm not dying, and I... Yeah. So, um, came home Monday morning. I think I slept for a little, a little bit. Well, what happened was Monday... So, I got up at 3.30 to come to your house... Ruben woke up at 4, gave him a bottle, got him back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Chip brought Paxton over at 4.30, oh, fed yes. him. I thought he was going to go to sleep, but he actually was like, oh, we're at Abby's house. So he stayed up till 6. Uh-huh. He fell asleep. Ruben woke back up like 10 minutes later. By this point, By this Tim, point, I also doing had, a lot better. I'm doing a lot better, but we also had one of our kids who needed dental surgery done and we had already rescheduled that from having the stomach flu so it felt like he needs this done like he it wasn't like a like oh you have a little mini cavity no it was like he had two really bad cavities he needed root canals on like he couldn't we couldn't keep putting it off but that was supposed to be at eight o'clock in the morning and so i was and you're doing a lot better by this point but they still wanted to keep me to watch longer and so by this point I just told him like I think you should just go home let Danny go home you can get things situated with our kids and like at this point we were just going to cancel the dentist appointment because it felt like there was no way Tim could take him and all of our kids and get there in time and so he had called and left a message before they opened to cancel that then he but came. My aunt had already before any of this and not knowing any of this had already planned to pick up my three older of my four boys that right. were at home right. to take them to her house. She was coming at 8 in the morning. Chip was leaving for work at 8.30. She was coming, or he had, no, at 8. He was also leaving at 8. Um, so she was going to come pick them up. And um, so as soon as I got them out the door... Paxton was also really tired because he'd been up for like an hour and a half. So I was able to take a two-hour nap right away in the morning. You didn't sleep in the morning because that's when, um, at that point, Tim did. Yes, so then the dentist calls and is like at like 9.30 and they're like, "Uh, you missed your appointment. And I was like, well, we called and they said like, oh, well, we have an opening at 1030. Do you want it? And Tim was like, let's just get over with. So Tim decided to take our son to get his dental work done. And I was just going to stay with the other kids. And so I didn't sleep then. I think I may have slept. One, I had your kids come over because I had gotten a nap and my older boys still weren't home yet. And I, Paxton was up and we were going to be up anyway. So you were putting Ruben down at one for a nap. Mm-hmm. So I said, why don't you sleep then and have yeah. your other kids come over here? Yeah. So I think I slept for like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And then... So s- after that, like, <laughs> we hung out. Yeah. And you you still had like a very dull... Pain, but I was feeling just mostly tired. And we had already and had really plans hungry and to do dinner with some friends at your house. It were, was supposed to be at my house. We changed it to your house. because They I, were making the whole dinner, though, and bringing it over. And yes. Gonna, just have it a time. It was like a time that we were supposed to hang out, like, a couple of other times that yes. kept getting rescheduled from other things. So Yeah. So we had dinner with them. I ate some dinner and felt like... Okay, I just need to go to sleep. So we're sitting around talking after dinner. It's like and, 8.30. And I 
remember our friend saying like, so are you feeling like you totally back look, to normal? Like she's kind of like, you don't look great. Are you just like tired? And I said like, okay? uh, it's still hurting, but I think I'm just tired. I think you just need to go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm going to just leave. I told Tim, like the kids are watching a movie. Like I'm going to go home and just go to sleep, bring the kids home when the movie ends and I'll, I'm just going to bed. So I go home. But by the time I like get into my bedroom, I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is getting, this is coming back. And so I text him and I say, I think the pain is coming back. And I think you just need to, because he hadn't really slept well either and was tired. I'm like, I think you just need to get our kids and get them in bed and put them to sleep and try to go to sleep. And I texted you that too, that like, just to give you a heads up, like this might be happening, but I also want it was living in such denial. Right. And they had given you Pepsid at the hospital. So we were like, maybe if you take take Pepsid, Pepsid, it'll help. So Danny runs to the store and gets Pepsid and I take that and I just like will myself to go to sleep. It was like a, at this point, Tim kept coming in and I think maybe you guys were talking. Yeah. That I, he kept being like, are you sure you don't want to just go? And I'm like, no. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to the hospital. Like, I'm... I was texting Abby, and I was texting Tim, and I was like... You sure you don't want to just go now? Well, especially because we knew now that they're... No matter what, whether you said you were having contractions or not, I think we were convinced they're going to make you go to labor and delivery first and clear you there. So I'm like, I kept asking, like, are you having contractions? And you're like, no contractions. And I'm like, I feel like we should go before you start having contractions Mm -hmm. from the pain because then you can get cleared at labor and delivery and actually have them take you to the ER. But I also knew that you had gotten like no sleep and that for like multiple nights not yes. just that night like yes. but the three nights before that so I'm like I understand like the fact that she does want to be in denial and she doesn't want to think this is happening but also I know I finally just stopped looking at my phone and told him like he said he came in and said like okay well can you promise to wake me up before you're at the point you were last night like where you know it's real and it's happening it's probably not going away but you're not like super dying yet and I'm like okay I'll wake you up like, I won't wait to wake you up. I'll wake you up as soon as and I know. I think Tim and I were both feeling like that. you were already at that point. I know. And you just... But we also knew, like, okay, she yeah. just needs... So I slept. I fell asleep for, like, an hour and a half. And I got to sleep for an hour. And then I woke up and was like, okay, this isn't going away. It's definitely getting worse than when I fell asleep. So I immediately woke him up and I said, I'm starting... Because I also struggle because the pain is so bad to even, like... Make decisions, make thoughts, and like c- c- comprehend, like w- like think through pros and cons of things. So I waked him up, and I'm like, "It's worse. I don't know what to do. I need you and Danny to just make a decision and tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it." But I can't like even. And we had already made through. a decision like hours ago. Yeah. That so we... he was like, "Okay, I th- you need to go," and I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "So, let's get you dressed." Okay, I don't know. That cut off for a minute. So who knows? If we were saying, it. you were asking if Tim, yeah, Tim, Tim called me at that point and I had talked to Chip a lot about whether or not I should come and watch your kids or whether I should take right. you. I was feeling more confident that especially knowing w- where you were in the process that I felt like I could drive you there. I felt like I could get mm-hmm. you there. Um, and I just knew that. If Tim takes her, he's not going to get any sleep. If I go over to watch her kids, I'm not going to get any sleep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't force myself to sleep when I'm worried about, like, hearing her kids. Yes. I know that they're going to not be happy that it's me instead of one of their parents if they, like, wake up scared or not feeling good or all of these things. 
like Tim will be able to sleep in his bed and like wake up normally if his kids. Yeah. So the biggest problem was like, okay, this means I'm leaving Pax though. And that means that Chip will have to deal with him. Like, but also he didn't have to work on Wednesday where he did have to work Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. So it felt like even if he's up all night with him, like on and off, he can get naps and stuff on when he doesn't have to be like on top of things for work. So we made the decision that it made more sense Especially if it was like earlier on in the night. If it was like it was like four mid- in the morning it was or like something. Midnight at this point. I think. Yes, it was. I felt like if it was like late morning, like four or something, mm-hmm. I didn't mind coming over and being with your kids for a couple hours before they woke up. But at that point, we just decided to have me take you. Tim mm-hmm. would stay home with your kids. Chip would stay home. I really struggled because. It was like midnight, and that's normally around the time that Paxton wakes up for a first time to eat, and he had gone to bed pretty early, and I was like, actually he hadn't gone, he had gone to bed at like nine, but I asked him, like, do you think that I can just like ha- have like five minutes to nurse Paxton before I take her? And he was like, no, she needs to go right now. I'm so surprised he said that. It just so, doesn't feel like Tim. I was but. like, okay, well, and I really like just had to pray at that point, like, okay, God, like... You know that that's what we need to do. I mean, I changed from my pajamas into clothes, grabbed my phone charger, filled up my water, and came over. And, like, Tim already had Abby loaded in the car, had the car on. Mm -hmm. Like, he was very, like... You need to go right now. So, um, we got there. Got there and went in they and... They immediately wanted you to go to labor and delivery. And I'm telling them, like, I, this is not about my baby. I was this just not here this morning. The lady actually said, like, weren't you already here? And I said, like, yes, I just checked out this morning. I Like, this is... I don't need to go to labor and delivery. And she's like, well, you have to. Like, you can't not go there. So... They labor bring, and delivery comes down and gets you. Brings me up. And as we're, like, going up, the nurse is like... Like, also kind of like, so what, what Why is are we going on? And I'm like telling her, I don't need to go here. I need to be in the ER and they won't let me. They have to like clear me. She and was like, she was I'm super understanding. so sorry. She's like, we are going to figure this out and like get you yes. through this as fast as possible. I'm going to call like the nurse and have her ready. And so she gets us in like the triage room and the nurse comes in. And she's like, I'm going to talk to my head supervisor and like figure out how to get you like. And back to the ER because we know that's where you need to be. And I'm so telling her. they were her, all very, very helpful there. Yes. And they remember, like they remember that I was just there and that I'm like, my baby's So we've talked a lot about how the first night was kind of sucky that you like we didn't went really and didn't. Need it. But at the same time, we really feel like God used that time to set up the circumstances. Getting me out of labor and delivery. Because it was, it was, I mean, it was bad at that point as far as like, I just. like not even hardly able to be on the bed. I couldn't. Thankfully, like, I felt like even in that moment, they had to monitor you for 20 minutes. Yes. She came back in and said, we have, like, we, they can't send you to the ER until we monitor you and quote unquote check you. But she's like, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I know you're not dilated and that you're okay because you're telling me and you know your body and I'm like yes I'm telling you I'm okay I'm telling you I know yeah my baby's fine but I'm dying but they still had a show like that they monitored for 20 minutes and at that point you're like I don't even know how this is gonna happen I said like I don't know that I can even lay on this and they're not able to give her like pain meds or anything they didn't even hook up an IV or anything at that point because she was just trying to get me out of there so she hooks me up and right then is when I start having a little bit of my lull in like you're able to like lay 
I and just like yes, it was horrible for you. It was still, horrible, but it was not as horrible as it would have been. Like I just feel like it was literally only that twenty. Like God minute time. gave you like literally a twenty minute break to just get yes. you out of labor and delivery. Yes, and as soon as it was done and the baby was fine and it showed I wasn't having contractions, she was like, "All right, I'm gonna get you down there," and they race me right down there and I feel like that the waiting then to go back to the ER was the longest it was probably only like 15 minutes or something mm. from when they like re-registered you and, got, mm-hmm. and but I felt like oh and we were in the waiting room there was no one in there and they were kind of like all right go over there and wait and they'll I'm come like, back and get you what is taking so long I know it wasn't really that long but I also remember thinking I kept looking at the clock and it'd be like three minutes have gone by and I'm like Okay. It yeah, wasn't like it was, but it felt like the longest. There was like a cartoon playing <laughs> on the TV in the waiting room that I was just like wanted to ask them to turn off because it was just annoying <laughs> me. Like I don't even know. I know you were in so much pain that I feel like you were just like had probably no con. I mean, yeah. it felt forever, but it would have. You were yeah. kind of out of the concept of time, but I'm just like okay. Come on, come on, like help my friend get into a room before she starts vomiting and having diarrhea. Like, it's the whole reason we're trying to get here now is to like get here ahead of They brought me back in a room, which just happened to be the same ER room Danny was in. And the nurse who walked in was the nurse who first helped Danny. It's like, I remember him. He gave me my medications. So they hooked me up and they, (sighs) this is all a blur, I feel like. I don't even know exactly the details of what happened in this, but... I feel like you were... I want to say we were into the ER by, like, a little after one. I have zero clue of any of that. So I feel like it literally went basically as fast as it possibly could. Knowing what they had to do. Yes. Yeah. Um... Immediately, they gave you a shot of Bentol, which is supposed to help with, like, gastric pain. And they gave you um, Zofran. And it, it, like, and they got an IV started to give Mm -hmm. you fluids. And it, like, wasn't helping. At all. At all. And I started then having, like, diarrhea and throwing up, right? Yeah. You, like, went into the bathroom maybe 20 minutes after they gave you that. And... That's when you first, like, were starting to have, like, those symptoms. And the nurse, I feel like at that point, was kind of like... I feel like you could tell she, like, came and stood outside the bathroom and was like, oh, I feel like she knew, like, we need to give her something else. Like, okay. I think that they thought, like, this will help her and... No, but I, I don't we know if you could tr- just hear me, but I was so sick in the bathroom, like, yeah. so... Oh, yeah, you I definitely... The felt nurse, like I was dying in there. Yeah. Like, I, I kept really looking struggled. at the, like, red pole. You, like, closed it, and I was, like, like locked it, and yeah. I was, like, I wish she wouldn't have locked it, but I feel like by that point, it, like, you just, like, naturally went in, locked yeah. the door, and I was, like, oh, no, like, should I have gone, like, should I, kept I looking at the, like, myself red to go in with her? Emergency string yeah. that you, like, pull for help, and I'm, like, if I pull this, like, what are they even gonna do? But... I just was like prepared because I felt so well, like I was going to What are they going to do? They would have come in and No, I know, but as far as like they've already given me medicine. Like yes. so I w- but I was thinking like I was ready because I felt I was so close to passing out. I was standing like right outside the bathroom at first because I'm like I don't what if she starts like yelling for help and can't like pull mm-hmm. the thing and she locked the door so I'm going <laughs> to have to have the nurse like I can't just go in to help her and Yeah. 
So once the nurse started hearing you, she came over and was also standing. I had to pee really bad. So I was really thankful because I was able to go use the other bathroom. I didn't want to like leave you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like at that point, as soon as she heard you, like you came back into your room after Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like that always seems like it like relieves things a little bit. Mildly, yes. Not like you feel better, but like. Yeah. So she mixed lidocaine and Maalox mm. together, a GI cocktail. Yeah, I remember like, her giving it to me, and I'm like, I, I remember saying, like, I'm just going to throw this up. Yes, like, and I was kind of like, this is She's like, your, you have to drink it. I was like, this is your, like, I, I, this is your resolution, solution, yeah. solution to the problem. Like, yeah. really? Did you just not how hear long, her in the bathroom? How like, long did I get it down for? Like, a minute? Minutes. Okay. Yeah. And then threw it up. Yeah, you started throwing I remember up. thinking... Wow, this is super annoying because now my lips and my tongue are numb from the lidocaine. <laughs> it's not numbing my stomach at all, but now like I have that like numb feeling in my mouth. And, yeah, yeah, that's I didn't even correlate that yeah, it would that like annoying. numb. And you're like puking, so you're like yes, yeah. So I feel like at that point she realizes like okay, okay we, need we need. I I'm think like, she... can you give her some other like pain medication or anything? Can you give her like yeah? And she was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ask right now. And then they came and gave me morphine and more zofran. And I feel like the morphine helped. It helped. Him, like, it brought like the pain from like ten out of ten to probably like a five or a four. At least. I mean, obviously, I don't know what you were feeling, but based on how you were acting, it, it took... I feel like it brought it down right away to that, and then I feel like... It inched its way back up so slowly over, like, the 30 minutes afterwards. Right. Till like, at the 30-minute mark, you would, like, finally... It was, like, the first time you were actually, like, laying there resting, like, mm-hmm. somewhat normally. Yeah. And But, like, literally right at the 30-minute mark, you would, like, pop up and be like... I don't feel good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting nauseous again. And, and the pain is up. back. And that's yeah. when you would start throwing up again. Yeah. And so they did morphine and Zofran once. Three different. And then they did. came and did morphine and Zofran again. And then they came and did... Fenugrin. With morphine. morphine. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, clearly the Zofran isn't helping. Yeah. And I remember saying like, oh, Fenugrin... <laughs> I just have had it with knee surgeries, and it knocks me. It out. knocks me out to like an uncomprehendable land of delirium. <laughs> like it, I don't know why that does. When like I morphine. just feel like that on like morphine, but th- this drug particularly makes me un. I don't know reality at all. Yeah, and you still were throwing up. Still was throwing up. Still was in a lot of pain. But again. you actually went uh, an hour at that time instead of only 30 minutes before you started throwing oh. up and things. But then they came and gave me some other drug. Uh, they came and gave you Reglan for the nausea. nausea mm-hmm. And that seemed to... I mean, it's hard to tell like how is much of it was is just this? ending. Because at this point, it's like what time? Six. So it's at the like... If my pain started at nine the night before, it's at the time frame that it, the attack normally would be like right starting to like subside. Yeah. So. Um, so at that point, I think it was like six twenty that they gave you Reglan, and they had also come in and done an ultrasound pretty quick. We didn't mention that. 
and they had said the ultrasound, like my gallbladder, my pancreas. Yes, they the came ultras- to your room and did the ultrasound yeah, for and you. And they had said that that all looked fine. So um, at this point, they're now ordering an MRI. To see if there's like an obstruction of some kind. They bring me back for the MRI. Thankfully, I was on my favorite. That was at the point that you had had the things that you're like doing better. Yes. Thankfully, because I... Barely. When they bring me back for the MRI, I'm on the Fenegrin, so I barely know what's going on. Do you on. remember the guy that took you to the MRI? Coco. I do remember. Did you like him? Yeah. I loved so him. so sweet. He, he was, was the best. He, um... Just the sweetest... African-American, I call him. Like, he was a black guy. I don't yeah. feel bad about he's saying like that. He's, like, leaving you, and he's, like... Coco, and it's, like... I'm getting to the point where now I'm so tired that it's, like, where you get, like, really cold, and, yeah. like, you just... And I was, like... He asks if... You ask for a blanket because you were cold. Mm-hmm. So he gets you a blanket. And then he's like, do you want a blanket too? And I was like, actually, that would be really nice. So he comes with two warmed blankets. And he, like, wraps one around my shoulders and, like, one over my lap. And is like, there you go. Like, yeah. totally taking care of me too. Yeah. And I'm like, take good care of her. And he's like, haven't you... Like, don't you know by now I will? And I was like, yes, yeah. I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> yeah, he was really great. Yeah. So they brought me back in the R and they or in the MRI and they said like, if you feel like you're gonna throw up, you have to squeeze this ball because you won't. We have to like hurry up and get you out because there's nowhere to throw up. And I just remember being like, I'm so glad I'm on Fenugreek because I actually don't care and I don't know what is gonna happen. And I just passed out for the whole MRI and I never felt nauseous because I just w- went unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> so. They took me out of that and then brought me back to the room. By this point, they had come in and said, like, the MRI didn't show an obstruction, that they can't... What they would want to do is an endoscopy and a CT scan, both of which they can't do because I'm pregnant. So they basically were like, we've run out of tests that we can safely do on you. We can't... Like, all we can do is, like, make you comfortable and give you fluids and give you medicine until this ends. There's not... Like, we can't do any more diagnostic. But they had said, like, but we think we should admit you to keep giving you the fluids and the things. Um, They said that earlier on when you're... Because at that point, you still were, like... They, like, asked you to drink another sip of apple juice, and you, like, drank it and immediately threw up. So they were nervous that you weren't going to keep fluids down. Right. By, like, a few hours later, when they were actually getting around to admitting you, you had kept water and juice down, and you were feeling, like... Okay, it's subs- like you were more yes. confident, and it but had then been it would hours. come back a little bit that I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go home because I didn't want to go home and then have it still right. be. So I remember being like, just praying, like, make it clear if I should go home or not because I don't want to be here, but I also don't want to go home and have the pain come back. And so then they come in and they're like, okay, well, we are gonna admit you, but we don't have any beds here, so we have to transfer you to another hospital, which is the bad hospital that we that we had had with Danny. And that Abby has been adamantly like, I will never go there yeah. for anything. So I was like, okay, life. well, there's my answer. Like, I'm going to go home. Right. So, well, it felt, And it felt like you felt better enough at that point that even if they yes. were transferring you to another hospital, it felt like... I probably can just go home. The, like, effort and time it was going to take to, like, do a transfer right. felt like, well, why don't you just go home? And if it comes back, just come back to right. the ER. Yeah. Because... Yeah. So I felt fine telling them I would go home and... The OB came in to talk to you that was on call. Yes, and she was really great and sweet and listened and had some thoughts of what she thought was going on. But again, 
can't do any tests, any of those tests until. But very much took you seriously. Yeah, she very was. Much. She was very much like I was telling my midwife, like the fact that you've had your babies at home and you're like coming in in this much pain. Like we know that you have a high enough pain tolerance that you know what birth feels like, and you're saying this it's is like worse. Worse. So it's. <laughs> Yeah, I know we want to get this figured out. So, anyway, came home and slept for a while, and now we're here. That was on Tuesday, Tuesday. afternoon. I got no. home in the after- like early afternoon. No, Wednesday. Wednesday, early afternoon, and now it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we've had a few days since Trying then to, to sleep and... Try to eat some, like, gentle foods on your stomach. Yeah, and I'm mostly just doing soups and smoothies. I ate some dinner last night. We've... So, during this whole time, people keep checking on me still for my surgery, but, like, we hadn't at first really updated. I mean, we at first we hadn't even, the first night that you went, we didn't even update any of our church or anybody. Right. Right. Because it feels like like nobody really knew what was going on. So, by Wednesday or Thursday, people are checking on me, not having any idea that I've, like, now had a couple of nights of really no sleep, and I'm feeling back to feeling... Terrible, and... They're just like, how are you? And I'm like, um... How do I answer this? So, yeah. yes. Now it's Saturday. Yes. We've both gotten some decent sleep. And I had a guy come and give me another IV at home yesterday, which I do feel like turned a corner by last night. I was feeling more... A little more. Because you got almost probably so dehydrated again from not really being yes. able to eat and drink that that makes you feel nauseous from your pregnancy yes. yeah. and puts you in this place of like, now you don't want to eat and drink. And right. so that was helpful. Yeah. And, and I feel like I'm, I cut all the boys' hair this morning in my family, which I cleaned my bathroom. That, oh, that's on my agenda today, too. But so I definitely feel like I'm feeling better today and just praying that I don't have another one of these attacks until my kids after get I have a baby home late tonight from Michigan and Chip has today off of work. Yeah. So it, oh, <laughs> but two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Wednesday was the day we... I got home Wednesday. You got home Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. No, it was Thursday night. Are you sure? Yeah, because yesterday was Friday and oh. it was like... Yeah, okay. So Wednesday night we were... Wednesday night we got... I got sleep. Like, we got sleep. Okay. And then Thursday night in the middle of... The, I, I made a bad decision to stay up late again. And when I really needed to be sleeping and catching right. up on sleep. But right when I was trying to go to bed, then Paxson woke up to nurse and then he was just about to fall asleep. And then our three-year-old threw up and... And it was like the stomach bug of three weeks ago is back. We're like, Don't what is... And, and I had no idea if it was going to be like the Every one time minutes, throwing yeah. up or all the time. And we like needed to make him a bed in our room. and Yeah. So then it kept... It made my... Made Paxson like be really awake, and he didn't go back to sleep until four, and that I had not fallen asleep yet at yeah. that point. So I slept from four until eight on yesterday, Thursday night. Yeah. So like last night, I got another normal night of sleep again. Yeah. But my sister-in-law came over yesterday, so I was able to get like almost a three-hour nap, mm-hmm. which was very helpful because I feel like the four hours and the three hours put together yeah. almost made like a normal night of sleep, which was. Yeah. Much better better than just four hours. But so that felt like another thing, though, of like, what is happening? Like, yeah. 
How? Why? What? And now we're here, and it feels like a mostly normal day, and we're just... Yeah. Gonna... So, that's the update. Ready to... We're ready for June. I'm ready for June. I say that, and... But, on a serious note, again, we have to, like, wrap this all up with... The ways that God had... As, again... We don't. We can't think we're immune to like struggles and hard things in that. And in the midst of the struggles and hard things, I like. I remember sitting next to you at one point. You were like, I feel like it was when you'd first gotten some relief from the morphine, and just like, I couldn't stop crying. I, I remember crying you. I remember crying. there's a couple of times you were crying, but I remember there's one time that you were really crying. But I was so like, not. I didn't want there. to be. I wanted that. I yeah. was like. But I kept looking up at the wall and seeing, like, emergency room 18, and I kept, like, thinking about how, like, it was just... Two weeks ago. That we were literally, like, literally, I was on that bed, and you were literally in the same chair I was Mm -hmm. in, and how, like, gracious of God to show me that, like... I think we all we always know the truth that like god creates life he has a purpose for that life like he takes us through hard things it's for his glory it's for his purposes but in that moment it was like my baby's life had a purpose like yeah knowing that there was really no other way with how stubborn and hard-headed and much we hate the hospital we are. There was, like, no... Like, it had to be a really big and really awful thing to go to a hospital. Mm -hmm. For either one of us. Yeah. And how even the horrible events of, like... Things had to be really, really bad at the first hospital for us to decide to go to another hospital. Mm -hmm. Like... It feels like, why did all of this happen? Why did they treat me like this? Why? But, like, if they hadn't... We would have never gone to a different hospital. And you would never have known of another hospital to be getting this help. And to be... Even knowing... I do feel like now you do have a plan going forward for... Like, yes, neither of us want to think you'll have another thing happen before the end of... It's fine. But we know that you can go there. And I do think that there... I think you getting fluids during it was really important. I think that you getting pain medication, now we know which pain medications even help. And, like, Mm -hmm. you can tell them, like, this is what really... I don't know that it, like, makes it... Basically, you said it was still, like, really super horrible. But you did avoid the, like, doom of feeling like you're going to die on your bathroom floor by yourself. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Even if it's, like, now you at least know you have that option. Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking, like, okay, like, God is showing me, like, firsthand. Like, yes, I took your baby, but Mm -hmm. it was my baby to take. Like, it was, I'm the one that created that life, and I had a very specific purpose in that. And, like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you want for your friend to be getting, like, the help that she needs and be able to, like, have some of the answers? Like, I feel like we're left in this place where you still don't have answers and we still don't know what's going on, but... I feel like for me, at least as your friend who, like, has to watch you go through this, I feel like there's, like, for the first time over all these years, like, some hope Mm -hmm. of, like, having... I feel like we've talked it through so many times of, like, what your game plan is, like, what you would... What doctors are even going to try to see, what tests are even going to try to... And it feels so, like... Yeah. It feels like so much work to put into for not even feeling like, is this even the right path to be going down? Yeah. That... I just feel like God has so graciously, like, answered prayers of that. Yeah. While, like, making it undeniable, the, like, 
like taking us back to that exact same room and like mm-hmm. it's not like we're just grasping at straws trying to like make connections it's like it was the he's same like no room. look yeah like nurses are coming in asking how your surgery was two weeks ago mm-hmm. like so in the midst of all of this hard all of this pain all of this struggle there's been days like I've had a couple of days of really emotionally like really struggling and just Mm -hmm. not struggling with like any of the truth I know about who God is or his faithfulness or but it's just been like there's been days of a lot of sadness and grief and loss and Mm -hmm. but God has also shown off so abundantly in like taking care of our families and us as well and Mm -hmm. really when we're praying, like, really giving us answers to our prayers in, like, very real ways and lining up details that could only be from him lining them up Mm -hmm. that I just don't want to leave the end of this acting like we just had a horrible three weeks that were just, like, overwhelming and hard. We did. That God was, like, sustaining us and carrying us through and giving us exactly what we needed in each moment. And again, the church coming around and serving us and caring for us and just being the body and how that has also just impacted because our our church body is not, it's not like we're the only ones going through things right now. There's yeah. a lot of people going through things and just how God has been showing up and um, just providing for the needs that are there. So, yeah. So... I feel like with this bonus episode, we're kind of caught up to, like, now, hopefully we can get back on a normal mm-hmm. weekly track of we'll updating see. our lives. We're not making any promises. No, no promises, but, but enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. I had to pee so bad. Okay. So. Bye. Bye. I do, too.